Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight to dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, everybody, to The Horror Returns. I am your host, Lance, and we have Brian and Philip, and I think Nick Cage has shown up. Are you here, Nick? Of course, I'm always here, Lance. It's always good to come back on the show, especially if it's an episode about me. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't an episode about me. I better get going. Bye. <laughs> well, that was quick. What's going on? I feel very offended that you haven't done a Nicolas Cage film. I'm his clone, Nicolas Cage. I do 50% of his work. All right. Well, Nicola, how did you enjoy the the uh, wedding that you attended recently? It was fantastic. It was the best wedding I've ever been to as a clone. <laughs> no, no ghosts involved, right? There were so exactly. many ghosts, I can't even tell you. Indeed, right. and I especially make as I was Ghost Rider. That's right. So we're doing the the films of New Zealand. Dude, I so gotta say, had- that's a spot on Nick Cage. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but which one was the spot on Nick Cage? Well, yours, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I'll try better next time. But anyway, yeah, yeah, you got to up your game. Your New Zealand accent came out, B. Uh, okay. I'll get A's, B, from New Zealand, my push and chops. <laughs> <laughs> so New Zealand We're going to talk really about some New Zealand horror Irish. films, eh? <laughs> We're going to cook some fucking eggs, and we're going to be ready. <laughs> we're going to worship at the altar of our God, Peter Jackson. Oh, for <laughs> yeah, that makes now sense. Now, that's uh, Peter Jackson, Marcy. <laughs> oh, is he, has he been knighted? Yes. He was knighted by the sheep of our country. I'm going to stop before uh, New Zealand comes after me Exactly, I I think we need to stop too And someone pissed (laughs) off the dog with those accents Yes I'm trying to to quieten the dog So we've got, we don't have any New Zealand uh, friends that we're aware of, Brian, do we? Brian's on mute Uh Hello I'm dealing with a connection issue, give me a minute Go ahead. Sorry, why, why did we not get a uh, New Zealand guest on, man? We we had to settle. We had to settle for Australia. Well, I've got a Kiwi in my pocket. That was terrible. <laughs> that, that was more cocky than uh, Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. In my pocket. Well, for the next time you do uh, any films from New Zealand, we'll try and put you in touch with some. Uh, podcasters uh, that are from New Zealand, hopefully. All right. Yes. But I'd, I'd we'll, we'll try to st- find some if we don't know any. I'd rather stick with our friends from Super Network. It's 
Super Marcy herself, and the terrible Aussie Bead. What's up, guys? Pretty good. I mean, pretty good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you go, Marcy. I was going to say, if you couldn't tell it was us, um, that's very rude. But yes, thank you for having us. I'm sorry we have uh, derailed your podcast already. Oh, that's okay. We're experts at that. <laughs> yeah. more, more derailments to come, I'm sure. <laughs> so exactly. what's up with you guys? You get like a thousand shows going on over there. So what are the last 12 or so? Oh, well, we've been pretty busy with all of our shows. We've got a yes, new podcast. <laughs> We've got a new Podcasters of Horror episode that's coming out soon. That's on a couple of episodes from the 80s version of The Twilight Zone. And we've just released a new episode of our Osploitation podcast, uh, The Osploitcast, which was really good. Uh, trying to think what else. Oh, yeah, we do have uh, uh, quite a few To Be Tuesday episodes coming out, including some bonus ones as well, which we're excited about. And... I tried to think, Marcy, what else do we have in the... Uh, well, for the... To Be Tuesdays, we just wrapped up. Today's was the final episode uh, for February, so that was uh, the conclusion to Classic Doctor Who Month because we don't just watch movies <laughs> on Tubi, we watch TV shows now as well. But it helps that Doctor Who uh, had lots of four-episode arcs that were like 20, 25 minutes or something, so we could kind of do them as if it was a movie. So we had... Yeah, we had that, and uh, yeah, I think uh, there's what what other podcast do we have? We've got King Zone. Uh, we we have episodes coming up for that. I I think I can't remember what the last one was because mm-hmm. uh, no, it was Rose Red. Yeah, that's right. We did that. Um, King Zone's book club with me and Steve. Uh, there's a new episode coming out in a few weeks, but you can go back and listen to the one we did where B joined us as well. So yeah, there's quite a few Indeed. of uh, Super Network things going on that. We can't remember, even though we are 100%, and I'm not being sarcastic, we have stuck to our schedule for 2024 so far. I'm very proud of us. That's yeah, right. Camp, Camp Crystal Lake, babe. Oh, well, that's a completely separate show from oh, the Super Network. We're going to so. be here all night with the shows. <laughs> yeah, well, both that and also Babe vs. the Living Dead have been good as well. So I've got the main episodes of both of those, and plus some awesome bonus episodes that are coming out very soon including some special interview episodes so yeah those have been great and i know uh marcy you've been busy with your solo show uh, after dark as well yes after dark with super marcy and adults only podcast has come back for 2024 and uh as of uh it's come back in the form of a dune to uh popcorn bucket (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah as as we are recording the latest episode has dropped so check it out but i'll talk about that uh a bit later as well sorry all right (laughs) lots uh lots to talk about so after dark have you ever have you ever been kicked off youtube uh not for the shows themselves but uh they don't like my clean edits of pornography, but they haven't no. taken them off. They've just <laughs> okay. age restricted it. So that's all right. Yeah, just get a login. You're good, right? Yeah. Yeah, and there, there, will, there will be uh, <laughs> there will, there will be more um, watch-alongs for clean cuts of pornos uh, on ugh, coming <laughs> to after coming to after dark and uh, potentially. 
uh, you guys might be invited on for a horror porno parody uh, clean cut watch along at some point. <laughs> Just in case you ever wanted to watch porn for the storyline. <laughs> exactly. You have to work out what the storyline is. And I know exactly which one I'm uh, going to invite you guys on, but I'm going to keep it a secret until then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're in. <laughs> so cool of the week. What you got? Who's first? Marcy? Ooh, yes. All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, We'll just stay on After Dark because, yeah, my call of the week is my own self-promotion of my show because I am such a narcissist. (laughs) But um, (laughs) as we are recording this episode, the brand new uh, episode of After Dark has now dropped. And I'm very excited and happy that I got to record this episode. Uh, I think Australians will especially, uh, in our age bracket, will especially appreciate the episode uh, because I, me, my, my guest and I talk about two Japanese films that played a lot on one of the channels here in Australia, and I don't think the films really were known outside of Japan and Australia. Uh, and the films are Weather Woman and Weather Woman Returns. And if you <laughs> okay. need, um, I guess, some context, the only place I could find to watch the films uh, was on a Russian porn site. But uh, I have since added them to Archive.org so you can watch them and then listen to me talk about them. But that's my call of the week. It was interesting to revisit two movies, I was definitely too young to be watching at the time, but I was a naughty girl. I'd stay up late, put the channel on in my TV bedroom <laughs> and watch all the uh, grown-up content. Also, I probably wouldn't trust a Russian porn site. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I think they came and told me Russian. I'm not sure. <laughs> all right. So I'm just going to put After Dark. <laughs> what you got man well i before we just jumped on and started recording i just got literally got back home from an early screening of a film and i went and saw um like quite an advanced screening of the new uh kristen stewart film love lies bleeding okay which is which is kind of a the about these two women one of them being a bodybuilder who's played by katie o'brien she's in the Mandalorian and and the Wasp Quantum Mania, so they form a relationship, and then things kind of spiral out of control from there. It, it's a full blown pulpy crime story that has some pretty insane moments in it, and it's also, but it's pretty awesome from start to finish, and it's actually the follow up film for uh, Rose Glass, who did Saint Maud. So this is her follow-up oh, film. Okay, all right. And I have to say, like, I was kind of mixed on Satan Lord, but this one in her as a follow-up is way, way better. I was going to say, it sounds like, um, yeah, because I, I remember you were quite mixed on Saint Maud. So I was like, oh, you really liked this one. So maybe uh, they found, I don't know, because I haven't seen it, but maybe they found improvement or just a different story that kind of connected with you, Beat. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it it deals with uh, with uh, bodybuilders who are two women who love each other. So I mean, what's not to mm-hmm. love? <laughs> 
but also it has a lot of like Nicholas Winding Refn kind of vibes to it in terms of its tone and style so yeah i think it's coming out like everywhere in march so definitely give it uh, a watch when it does come out it's pretty awesome okay so is this going to be released in australia first for a change uh i think it's being released around the same time everywhere because it just premiered at uh sundance and let me just find out where gotta gotta do the festival circuit okay yeah exactly it's got to do the festival circuit uh Actually, yeah, I, actually, I think it's coming out in the U.S. first, but then a week later, uh, Australia gets it. So we're only delayed by a week. That's an improvement. Yeah, that's an improvement. Like <laughs> 75 years. I mean, right. next week, they're finally showing the 1930s version of Dracula. It's finally coming out after nearly really? 100 years. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see this new actor that everyone's been talking about, Bela Lugosi. I've been hearing great things about him. <laughs> Yeah, but I can't heard he's you dead. <laughs> yeah, but he can still be good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if so... Al Pacino can be a walking corpse, anybody can. And still have children. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How does there that? How is that sperm still active? <laughs> I bet even he's wondering that too, Marcy. <laughs> Zombie sperm, I'm telling you. At this point. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian, Brian explained it to us a couple of weeks ago, but I can't remember what he said. What, Brian, you said what, there was a reason for that? I'm sorry you cut out. My you said, connection's shitty. I don't, I don't know what anybody's saying. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Al Pacino's uh, in 70, a hundred year old sperm. How, do, how does it work? I suspect it was oh, their just, zombie sperms. I just said he had a kid. I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> do we all agree? Hashtag zombie sperm. Exactly. So it's like, it's like popping a balloon full of baby, pa- baby powder. Oh, no. <laughs> rehydrate it and inseminate, right? Isn't that how? I don't know. Sure. So you're rehydrating the sperm. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. <laughs> That's how I see it in my mind. <laughs> no, re- the next Reanimator movie is actually going to be about Reanimator sperm. He's going to yes. reanimate the sperms <laughs> and the zombie babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's be awesome. um, exactly. But uh, also, in terms of other cools of the week, I'll, I've got, got one more. And this is, it took me about nearly a year and a half, but I finally finished watching Squid Games. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. Okay. Do you like it? Yeah, I loved it. Like, I watched the first five episodes, like, a year and a half ago when my cousin came down, so we watched them all in a row, and then she left, oh, I'll, like, go back to it, and it took me about another year and a half to watch the remaining four. Yeah. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> you going to watch the game show? Yeah. I've been meaning to, because I hear the game show is actually surprisingly a lot of fun, so I'll have to give it a watch. But to be fair, though, the only reason why it took me so long is... I am, exactly, to be fair, is that I'm, like, the slowest TV watcher. It takes you me, are. like, a billion years to watch yes, a TV so. show. He only See, he only just started the very first TV show that ever happened. He's only on episode one. I don't know what that show was. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I think it was I Love, I Love Lucy, I think. Uh, he only just got to the first episode of I Love Lucy. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But that's the thing, though. It's like with all these shows kind of d- dropping lots of episodes and doing binge watching, it's like hard to catch up because I could like watch two episodes at a time and then I'm like exhausted. <laughs> right. 
This is why, like, the weekly thing that, you know, Disney Plus does and all that, or HBO. Yes. So I kind of prefer that. Weekly <laughs> is good because then you have time to anticipate it. But can, yeah. can I add to my call of the week just please, yes. because yeah, I was self-promoting? But I will give a call of the week. It is still podcast-related. Bede and I recorded a podcast the other day, and it just so happened to include a New Zealand horror comedy uh, which is Black Sheep, and I recommend people <laughs> who haven't seen it to check it out because it is great. It is so much fun. It is a very well-made, like, low-budget film, and if you wanted to see people turn into sheep, it is the movie for you. <laughs> it's always been my dream. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, it's very heavy on the early Peter Jackson vibes, which we will discuss uh, later in the episode. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, I got you. New Zealand, Peter Jackson, right? It kind of all goes together. Mm -hmm. Yes. Who else has come out of New Zealand that's been a big filmmaker? Oh, uh, well, one I, of the filmmakers we're talking about later, Gerald Johnston, he directed Megan. I know that. Oh, that's right. Um, I saw that in the credits. I was like, it's wow. It's Mithrigan. Get it right. Oh, oh, sorry. That's right. Mithrigan. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So he's, he's officially made it then, right? Yes, I exactly. So. I would say with how successful, the, the, I can't say the name now. <laughs> Mafrigan, Marcy. Mafrigan. Um, and that we're getting a, like, it's getting a sequel. So I think, yeah. Mafrigan. Mafrigan. Mafrigan goes to Australia and then New Zealand. That'll be a cool movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm being uh new zealand filmmakers because i can't remember any off the top of my well head. i know lee tabamore who did once for warriors and died of a day he's another one um try to think you i'm sure there is a few but i just can't think of them off i mean the there's top of one that's really glaringly obvious that people really don't like these days uh <laughs> Marcy, i'm a Taika, 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 Taika. Oh, Taika Wahidi. That's right. Oh, yeah, Taika Wahidi. Yes. Biggest, the biggest of all, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Total P sense. Peter Jackson with Lord of the Rings is that's, I mean, that's a hard yeah. build to climb. You have Peter Jackson. Um, maybe I'll just Google it because I, I actually, I'm. It's not because I don't know any. It's because I don't remember names. Um, yeah. Really bad for like I can't remember anybody's name. I don't remember my name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, directors from New Zealand are Jane Campion. Yeah. Okay. I've heard. Like, yep. a, definitely yeah, heard like a big heard. one. Um, I'm not sure who some of the other ones are. Besides, like, the main ones we've kind of already named. Mm. Yeah, but there is for a list quite out. a lot of them. And I'm sure if I knew what the movies were, I would absolutely know who they are. Yeah, so we we could do several more episodes now. Oh, totally, totally. Oh, somebody. Yeah, the dog's mean, down. Dog, I was going to say the dog. Yeah, I was going to say the dog agrees too. <laughs> It'd be a long night with him barking at every shadow tonight. <laughs> but uh, right. yeah, I guess that's our calls of the week. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll we'll shut up for a while. <laughs> Well, I, I'll jump in. Um, I don't have a ton that I've watched, except uh, my my wife started on the new season of Love is Blind, so I've been watching uh, that. Sorry. And 
I say it with an eye roll, except I fucking love that show. I know you do. I know you do. You motherfuckers wouldn't turn it off the whole time we were there. It was that during the day and then alien fucking documentaries great. at night. Hey, you asked for it. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I found a new musical artist, which I shared with you guys, but we'll throw it out there for all of my... Uh, metalhead guys out there he used to be the uh clean vocals on the band attack attack uh back in the early 2000s but it's uh, the the name of the band is bill murray (laughs) b-i-l-m-u-r-i okay and they've got some of the greatest music videos i've ever seen (laughs) the guy just like photoshops his head onto weird shit <laughs> and sings this, along. This sounds like there. the kind of music video Bede would make, and I'm not even I mean, yeah. you're being I mean, it, I mean, that's true, and we should say it. <laughs> like, I can imagine Bede doing, like, clips of his face over yeah. Nicolas Cage in scenes. Like, why isn't that? Can we make that happen? Marcy, like, so. I could have done that back in the old days with the, what was that? The one where you could like put your face on video oh, clips and stuff like. Oh, the reface thingy. Yeah, reface. Yeah. yeah, I could have done that. <laughs> yeah, oh, but no, it has but to just is... it. It doesn't need. No, it has to look crap, like a really yeah. bad Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, like that's that. That's kind of the point of these. Is it's it's a bad Photoshop job, and it's just bad enough to be really funny. <laughs> uh, from such songs as Lord Farquaadzilla. From the 400 pound back squat album. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, absolutely cranking my MF and hog. Uh, <laughs> great song. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just look him up, man. The guy's a fucking genius. <laughs> they're, they're my new favorite people. Like when they go on tour and play uh, live, um, uh, there's a chick with a saxophone playing while they're like jamming out on the guitar it's pretty awesome <laughs> just randomly huh it is but it works like yeah. they they mix like even the last couple songs have like a country twang and it totally works beyonce's doing country now so why not right oh yeah i heard about that allegedly why not i don't think it, i don't think it sounds country what do you guys think i don't, probably um, say- I don't like modern uh country yeah at all like i just yeah <laughs> very rarely will i like or tolerate listening to like a newer country song and it, it's just not for me so if you tell me something sounds country and i'm not completely cringing or just being like eh, i'm not interested maybe it's not that country <laughs> good point <laughs> okay. well this one's got a little bit of a country twang as in like metal country so it, it yeah See, that, it's a weird that's- that, it's a that weird sounds more like what I could put yeah, up with, I guess. It's a weird combination. <laughs> it totally works, trust me. <laughs> and that's all I got. All right. You got anything, Brian? Uh, I got a movie and two TV shows I started. Uh, my movie, I, I think it's Australian film, uh, Monolith, starring Lily yes. Sullivan. Yes. That is a yeah. movie film. <laughs> Yeah, pretty pretty decent slow burn sci fi movie. Uh, basically, Lily cool. yeah, Lily Sullivan plays like a. I guess she used to be a journalist and a disgraced journalist, and now she's like a true crime mystery kind of unsolved 
mystery type podcaster now and she gets into the story about a mystery black box that people keep receiving and strange things happen and the more she digs into it the more strange things starts happening to her and it's a pretty good decent little sci-fi film slow burns it's not like a whole bunch of action or anything is going to happen it's mm-hmm. just kind of a more of a mystery so looks pretty interesting i'm, I'm checking out the imdb page yeah and uh, for the most of mysterious boxes yes <laughs> like the divic box <laughs> uh, I thought we were going somewhere else with that. Never mind. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> or or I was. <laughs> Philip just ruined it. <laughs> I know. And I started Avatar: The Last Bender on Netflix. Okay. Close it out. Yeah, it it's pretty close to to the animated series, but I think the acting of the kid and the younger younger adults is going to probably wear on me throughout the series cuz they're it's they're not good actors <laughs> okay it's better than that last monstrosity though right i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> but if if someone ha- is not that like not familiar with uh, like the original do you think it's understand like you can understand it if you watch if you start watching it like without knowing uh the story and all that i think for me it helped because it kind of jumps right into the story and i mean did they, they do explain some things here and there but i i feel like i've, I've seen enough of the animated series that i can follow the story so, but yeah. i do recommend the original anime series mm. don't watch the movie <laughs> Watch that first. And off of your recommendation, Lance, I checked out. Uh, I'm not done with it, but I checked out True Detective Night Country. Oh, nice. All right. I do get what you're talking about, the thing vibes. Okay. Get that throughout the first episode. Uh, Callie Reyes is, is excellent in it so far. It's trying to work on getting an interview with her because we reviewed one of our movies on Stream Fiends and. She was open to the idea, so fingers crossed we can get her at some point. That would be nice. It's been a while since we've done an, done an interview. Yeah. But uh, We're overdue. I, I think for me, this season is probably the best since the first season. Yeah, that seems to be the case with, with a few shows, right? A lot yeah, of people are but, saying that. But I will say that this is not filmed in Alaska. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> and the city is not, the town is not even a real place. Uh, well, man, don't take us out of it, Brian. Come on. <laughs> Let us have our Alaskan fantasy. If we can't be there, we want to be there in spirit. <laughs> that was like that Texas Killing Fields thing. They were talking about like Clark County. I was like, I don't even think there is a Clark County. <laughs> <Texas>. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. All right, cool. So uh, what, what's at the top of the heat, man? Uh, I'll go True Detective. True Detective. All right, cool. Okay. Oh, I'm wait. Sorry. I I saw, um, how do you pronounce his name? Den- Denny Villanue? Villanue? Yeah, yeah. Denny Villanue. Exactly. Yeah, Denny Villanue. Yeah, I'll Denny? accept, it. I'll accept Denny? everybody's answer. Okay. 
Um, I checked out, I've never seen it, and it was kind of a blind spot in his filmography. I checked out Sicario. Oh, nice. Nice. That, All right. That, recommendation for sure on that one great cast great story so check that one out too mm. oh yeah cool. dog agrees i'm glad <laughs> dog right, knows well, what he's going... talking about yes he does uh i'm going through my oscar movies so uh forgive me if i don't mention any horror but i, I think my favorite of, of them I don't, I don't think it's nominated for best picture but it's got like a best actress nom uh, you guys heard of that movie uh, Nyad about the swimmer? Annette Benning plays the character. I know of it, but I haven't seen it yet. I don't she even know plays it. a it's, swimmer? She plays a swimmer, and so she was a professional swimmer like 30 she years like 80 ago. Uh, the character's like in her mid-50s. And speaking, oh, okay. of, speaking of Jodie Foster, she's in it also. She plays the coach. But it's just like a super inspirational sports movie it's it's like got all the beats you know the good guy wins at the end of course you know they do it but like seeing all the shit she has to go through spoilers well no not really a spoiler (laughs) hopefully you know how most american sports movies go but um it's just kind of interesting because the one thing she never was able to accomplish is she wanted to swim from uh cuba all the way to key west florida and like every time she tried it when she was in her 20s, she had to turn back for this reason or another. So 30 years go, goes by and she's not swimming professionally. And she looks at looks at her coach and says, guess what? I want to I want to do it. I didn't finish it then. And Jodie Foster looks at her like she's absolutely crazy. Uh, and then the stuff she goes through, like swimming with sharks, swimming with jellyfish. I was going to say, you know, that's terrifying. You know how many lots sharks of are in the Caribbean? Like she's <laughs> out of her fucking mind but she did it <laughs> so like at the end you get that that feel-good rush so I, I i've seen a lot of the best picture nominees again like i watched oppenheimer again we saw poor things uh american fiction those were all just kind of like a lot of talky talk and this one just had a lot more like feel good to it so i don't know for my money i i enjoyed it quite a bit so that's gonna be my cool of the week totally not horror well i guess it is horror right Swimming with the sharks out there. <laughs> you just As want a... to get attacked by some sharks. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's mine. That's mine for the week. So, Brian, you got any news for us? Yeah, we're going to start with some TV news. Uh, I guess they're trying to bring Bewitched back for a modern day reimagining. Probably Why? a bad idea. Did they not see the terrible movie? The movie, movie was terrible, but it's oh, completely enjoyable. Something wrong with me, obviously. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Disney Plus has renewed Goosebumps for a second season, and they're going to do uh, basically this series looks like it's going to be an anthology with a different cast and story each mm-hmm. season. Babe, okay. does that mean we have to cover that for Podcasters of Horror now? We might have to, Marcy. <laughs> we, did, we, we, might have covered, to. we did cover the uh, some episodes from the original Goosebumps uh, series, mm. so... There you go. Me, me and my daughter enjoyed it. I don't know I've if it was more good so... Things. Yeah, I don't know if it was more so, so me yeah. watching it with her that added to the enjoyment, but it's very sure. young adult, so... Mm. Not a okay, surprise there, right? So, yeah. Uh, Lance, I, I believe you checked out the first two seasons of The Terror from AMC. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good self-contained story. 
that left the, left it a little bit open ended, but they I think they answered enough questions to make it satisfying. They're coming back with a third season titled Devil in Silver, and it will premiere next year. Don't everybody talk at once. <laughs> have, you, have, you guys, have you guys seen that? I, I've never seen it. I haven't I've even heard of it. I, I know of it, but I, I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was it's on a TV ABC. show. Bede won't get to it for another 50 years. That's very true. I mean, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you covered on the podcast. Exactly. Is it on Tubi now? That's the question. Uh, I think it's on Pride Video here in Australia. Okay. I think. Yeah, I have to look it up because I know the first two seasons are, so I'll have to check it out at some point in 50 years' time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Paramount Plus is uh, Evil. Well, return for a fourth and final season. Okay. I've heard good things. I've never seen it. Mike Coulter uh, is in that, right? Yep. I started watching the first season or so. It seems pretty decent. Yeah, I checked out the first half. It, I just never got back to it, but I, yeah. I heard it, get, it gets better. Yeah. Uh, the second half of Chucky season three will return on April 10th. Nice. I've got some time to catch up because I'm still on season two. Ah, you'll so, get there. So am I. <laughs> I haven't even started it. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Yeah, I, it's on my list. I feel list. ashamed. But it's, I've got so many podcast things to do and it sets me back. Damn it. Yes, it, it will do that. I get it. Uh, my cool of the week, True Detective, uh, will return for fifth season, and they're bringing back uh, the Night Country season creator Issa Lopez to do the fifth season. Interesting. Okay. Very, now very gonna... dark. Very dark show, by the way. <laughs> it's aptly named. There's a lot of ugh, really weird stuff going on. Well, like, her movie it... was pretty dark. Was it Tigers Aren't Afraid? That's a great movie. That was on a lot of top ten lists that year. I All right. highly recommend that movie if people haven't seen it. Yeah. Movie news. Um, we haven't got a release date for Maxine, but Ty West says he already has an idea for a fourth film. Of course. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Uh, question, <sighs> question. If for yes. some reason Maxine bombs, do Which you think won't. he can make make this fourth movie off the strength of the first two well well i think so because like the first two movies were very very low budget i think they were like under five billion dollars each or maybe even yeah. less and it's not like they kind of lit up the box office or anything i mean they probably did make their money back so even if this movie kind of goes has the exact type of budget i could see it still doing reg well regardless whether it's like a huge hit or not but i think now that people have seen X, seen Pearl, and then now you have this film that has you that that's the since it's the f next film, but also has a much bigger cast this time around with like Kevin Bacon, Giancarlo Esposito, and more. Like that could definitely draw a name, like draw a lot more people to it. Yeah, I can't imagine it being really shitty. Hmm. But I, yeah, there's always a possibility. <laughs> I can't imagine it bombing. I mean, they've got such a built-in audience for that, right? Mm. 
Well, we'll segue right right into something that sounds shitty, and I got a lot of responses on this on social media. Lionsgate is reportedly developing a new version of American Psycho. Oh, why? Okay. That's closer to the book. I got what a lot of comments were. Mm. I mean, Mm. even I, like, posted about it, but not to be like, this is such a bad idea. It was more like, if you do this the right way if you update it the right way to fit a modern satire you could have something like you need the right people to write it and be behind it but you make like patrick bateman be like some fucking influencer because that is literally the best analogy like how how Mm. like (laughs) you know it would it would grate on people, but mm. it would probably fucking work. And if people walk out of that movie idolizing Patrick Bateman, then I think we might need to get them some professional help. <laughs> but the same goes for the original. Like, that's not your hero. I There just seems like a, whole, a giant opportunity to fall flat on your face mm. on this one, and only a very small little window wow. to be awesome. How about a continuation? You bring Christian Bale back. Oh boy! Could that, we have that, yeah a continuation? That he takes he takes someone under his wing, and then we get like eighty style montages. <laughs> With Huey no, 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 no. News no, no, yes, no, no, they... all the all the all the like songs uh, yeah, he talks yeah. about in the first movie. Yes, yes, that's your montage music. Okay, let's come on. <laughs> Swing the axe to Huey Lewis in the news or Phil Collins. Let's go. No, no. No, no, no. What they should do is make a follow-up to the second movie with Mila Kunis returning. No. Uh... <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Jesus. They can team up. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He, he, no, she t- killed him in that second film, so don't yeah. mind. <laughs> so that one's out of canon now. I, it's just, Christian yeah. Bale is the only reason that first movie worked the way that it did. It's going to be hard to mm-hmm. recreate that. Very true. Mm. Very true. Maybe Dane DeHaan. That's the only one I could think of. <laughs> okay. Or Nick Cage. Nick Cage could pull move on. on from Dane DeHaan. <laughs> Lionsgate I mean, is also... In, in this, it, sorry, sorry oh, to go cut ahead, off. Go I was going to say, in this climate, I could imagine them going for like a Timothy Chalamet and he's just yeah. going to be like... Yeah, of course they would. Yeah. He would, so, he, I, yeah. Like, yeah. he would actually fit yeah. Because he's got that youngish face. Mm-hmm. He can, like, if he plays it right, you're going to want to punch him in the face. Like, I think it'll work. Like, actually, I, I that, that, that would really work. Honestly, <laughs> if, if I was in charge, I would make a good product. Well, that would be I, I, the person you'd cast for sure. Mm. Well, I, I would raise Timothy Chalamet and raise uh, Glenn Powell. That's who I would go with. That's I mean, I've been he's waiting got for the him. aesthetic. I've, yeah. I've been waiting for him to be in something big, not Twisters, because that's not what I, uh, I. I actually thought he should have been the uh, the new Human Torch for the Fantastic Four, the way he hmm. played his character in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that's who I would pick for uh, an American Psycho remake or reboot if that ever happened. I could see that. <laughs> if I mean, it does you happen. could use both yeah. of them because you also have to have like other characters. So that. Well, that is true. True. Well, Lionsgate's also developing a new version of Stephen King's The Dead Zone. 
Well, we have a, hmm. a another, another film for us for the podcast, Marcy, for the King's Zone. That's right. They keep coming. That we'll have to cover. <laughs> oh, my God. I, again, if you do it right, it could be good. But I, sure. I don't have all the faith usually. But as with any movie, I go in level-headed. I'll judge it accordingly. I just found out there was a TV series made after the movie. I think there was. Yeah. Yes. It was, um, what, one season or something? Huh. It, I don't think it lasted more than that, wasn't it? Um, Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, it was. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. it was. <laughs> Let's exactly. see. Uh, Marlon Wayans and Uncut Jim star Julia Fox are going to star in Jordan Peele produced sports horror film Goat. Okay, we've been waiting for this one. Wonder, hmm. wonder if it's going to be a. Is it going to be horror or horror comedy or what? I just said sports horror, Lance. <laughs> yeah, but if the main sports, character sports doesn't horror. slowly turn into a goat through the course of the film, I'm going to be oh, very that's upset. Right. You yeah. just spoiled the movie. <laughs> I'm too smart for that. See, I should be in charge of all Hollywood. <laughs> It'd be a different Hollywood, that's for damn sure. It would all be after dark. Every movie would have to be played after dark. I would say there'll be a hell of a lot more tits and dick on uh, on screens. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, you should watch that that series on Netflix you were talking about. Obliterated, yeah. fantastic. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, twelve inch schlongs, Marcy. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll check this out. There's a couple. I mean, of I don't know. Come out and did, I'm like, there's no way that's real. <laughs> did, did you? Did, I, I mean, I don't think you guys you guys would have seen it, but did you? You you guys did not see Nicholas Cage, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> First I've heard of it. That the, the All right. Well, um, <laughs> I am going to message the group in uh, Messenger and show you it. And okay. then you can um, thank me for witnessing the greatest thing of all time. I literally just have to find where I save the photo. All right. All right. Until you Don't find be scared that, photo. that there's a photo. Uh, it's coming through now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I mean, you said schlong, so. Oh god. <laughs> okay. So I'm sad, no one's bought baby. it for me. Uh oh, that's for the super fan. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's for the uh, the horror returns uh, group later on if they want to see what it looks like. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We'll get it out there. A t-shirt. The most beautiful <laughs> Nicholas Cage I'd wear that I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Speak No Evil remake starring James McAvoy and Mackenzie Davis gets a September 13th release date. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to butcher their names. Severin... Fiala and Veronica Franz. Uh, they okay. did the Good Night Mommy, the original one. They've signed on to direct Paul Tremblay's A Head Full of Ghosts. And Lance, you read one of his books? Yeah, the one about the cabin at the end of the world. It was, I, I probably won't read any more of his stuff. <laughs> it was slower than I like in a book. So, yeah, not the movie was not as good as the book. But but just by a by a hair, or as they say in Australia, by a by a cunt hair. <laughs> isn't that isn't that an Australian saying? Uh, 
I'll, I'll leave that up to Marcy to determine. You sounded a little bit Irish when yeah, you said that. Yeah, I don't know if that sounded Australian. Maybe that's an Irish thing. Okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, we all know Pat Pedro Pascal is going to be Reed Richards, so he's mm-hmm. had to back out of Zach Krieger's weapons, uh, Zach Krieger's follow-up to oh, Barbarians. Wow. Uh, Josh okay. Brolin is in talks to fill in. Hmm. Like Josh Brolin? I could buy about Josh Brolin being it. I mean, I was literally just watching the Josh Brolin talks about his most iconic roles before we <laughs> jumped on the podcast, because that just dropped. <laughs> well, Alexa is listening to you, and so is Brian, apparently. <laughs> and, and i got a little real. he's actually just ai yeah <laughs> i got a few non-horror news uh the crow reboot starring bill skarsgård gets a june 7th release date yes i did see that come up i'm i guess cautiously optimistic like yeah maybe it'll be good maybe it won't we'll just wait and see hmm I'll I'll believe that movie exists once I actually sit in the cinema and stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's I, also fair. Yeah, Yeah, because to be fair, because that movie has been in the works for so long and so many different actors have come and gone I'm pretty sure I, they announced me as starring in it at one point. So. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> I remember that. I had posted mm. about it. Mm. <laughs> uh, the John Wick spinoff Ballerina starring Anna Diarmas is pushed from 2024 the next year, or from June 7, 2024 to June 6 next year, because they want to film bigger action sequences for it, because what's the the guy that was the director of the first David Fetch? Oh, uh, Chad Stradleski. Yeah, Yeah. he's signed on to oversee the entire franchise, so Mm. after signing on, he wants to make the ballerina bigger than, I guess, what they shot. Hmm. So okay. more more action. I mean, cool. that's not a bad thing. So yeah, yeah, that's a good good reason. Good reason. And we're getting a new kick-ass movie from Matthew Vaughn with Nick Cage. He better be in it. <laughs> well, that might I be mean, a, that might be the thing though, because it's said that the new kick-ass movie will be part of a metaverse and offer a different approach to the R-rated superhero concept of post-kick-ass world, and will be set okay. in the same universe as the original films. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it also, also said this will be the... F- this this film will be the third entry in a trilogy that starts with school fights and will be connected yet yeah, to the previous kick-ass movies, so... There'll be other movies in the universe that are not kick-ass movies, but this will be the Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass will be the third in the trilogy of these new movies. Yeah. I'm down to see a new uh, Kick-Ass movie, so I'm, I'm yeah. there for um, it. That's my curiosity and yeah. my attention, so sure. Why not? And last, lastly, uh, Werewolf by Night director Michael... Not even going to try his last name. Uh, Giacchino, I think. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> Is in talks to direct Marvel's Midnight Suns. Hell yeah. Ah, is Blade going to be in there? He He's got to be in something that casted him. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's not yeah, getting any younger, say. is he? <laughs> and that is it. I'll go ahead, All B. right. 
Uh, I was going to say, like, they'd have to, because, I mean, Mahosha Ali has been attached to play Blade forever. So they have to Seems that way. cast him any sooner, <laughs> or by the time they actually makes the film, he'd be the same age as Wesley Snipes. Yeah. <laughs> it feels yeah, like he was cast, thing. like, three years ago, and we haven't seen Blade at all. It's yeah, longer than that. I think five years ago, I think. It was uh, when they did the Comic-Con announcement on stage. That was pre-pandemic. Mm. Oh, boy. Some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. That's what Wesley's <laughs> been trying to tell everybody. <laughs> All right, my fellow fellow Aussies. I'm not an Aussie. All right. I'll, well, I'm in Melbourne, for fuck's sake. So... Yeah, but not the cool Melbourne. (laughs) Yeah, and you have to say it like how we say it, Melbourne, not Melbourne. Okay, I'm in Melbourne, Florida. (laughs) Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Melbourne. (laughs) It's it's not bored, it's bid. All right, all right. Anyways. Wait, we do have trailer parks here, though. So are are you guys ready to take a little trip to the trailer park? Hells yeah. All right, Brian is going to bring us the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Uh, what's the first one tonight, Brian? First one is Boy Kills World. Okay. When his family is killed, a deaf man named Boy escapes to the jungle where he is trained by a mysterious mentor to enact vengeance on the murderers. This is directed by Moritz Moore, produced by Sam Raimi, Roy Lee, Written by Tyler Burton Smith, Aran Remmers, and Moritz Moore. The stars Bill Skarsgård, Jessica Roth, Michelle Dockery, Brett Gillen, Isaiah Mustafa, Andrew Koji, and Fam K. Jensen. Uh, let's see. Marcy, what do you think? Uh, the first thing I thought was, why is uh, Bob from Bob's Burgers narrating this trailer? <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized the the character can't hear or speak, and it's his, it's their inner mono, it's their inner voice, and it's Bob from Bob's Burgers. Um, th- I th- this looks weird and bizarre, and I'm kind of curious to see it. Plus, uh, I do like Bill Skarsgård, and uh, I'm I'm gonna have to stop thinking like that voice is Archer or Bob, like it's. It weirds me out. Like I don't know why. It's just a very distinct voice. The guy's got a great voice. Yes, but it's like I get so it just it it I don't know just like affects my mind. If I watch Archer and I'm like, but that's not Bob. And then I watch Bob's Burgers. That's not Archer though. It's like. (laughs) But yes, um, yeah, weirdly interested in seeing this. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. This film definitely looks like my jam when it comes to offbeat, over-the-top action films. And like I, although I got to say though, this, this reboot of Boy Meets World is weird. I'm just saying. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. I know. Hire uh, Ryder Strong in there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it looks a lot of fun. And like you, Marcy, I was caught off by the narration of the trailer at first until you find out it's like, oh, that's the character's inner voice. And and I thought, okay, I'm so in for this film. And then the fact that it has quite 
a supporting cast as well is has me very excited to check it out. It, it looks like a lot of fun. And getting to see Jessica Roth in uh, badass action mode as well. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for that too. Yeah, that that was one of the, the high points for me because I've been a fan of her since Happy Death Day. So it's good to see she's in here doing some action. Uh, Bill Skarsgård in this kind of gives me hope for the Crow reboot. Yeah. Seeing what he's doing mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Another another person I saw in the cat, Andrew Koji. Uh, I liked him in the, the HBO series of The Warrior. Okay. That's a good series. I recommend that one. And yeah, I I, I also love that his inner monologues, the last thing he heard and it was from a video game. So and that was like the number one thing he had to get was an inner monologue. Yeah, well he's deaf and mute, right? So Yeah. That's the only way you're going to hear any dialogue from him, I guess. Probably. So he's probably going to go the whole movie and not actually say anything and just mm. emote, emote to Archer's inner dialogue. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Could be. Amazing. Which, if done right, could be awesome. And it looks like it is. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty stoked about this one. And did they spoil Charlotte Copley getting killed? In the trailer, I don't think they actually showed him getting killed, though, did they? But it showed that he was in the movie. It looked like I, I could be wrong, but it looked like that scene at the end when the guy drops the engine part on the person's head. It uh, looked like it was Charlotte okay. Copley. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> well, they had a, a Pulp Fiction moment where they accidentally kill a guy. <laughs> <laughs> could be. I, yeah, I just want to know which, in the head. which <laughs> hey, Bri- Brian, which book huh. in the Hunger Games is this one? Because to me, this just <laughs> looked like a. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it the same exact story, or am I. Like, I haven't read any of the books, so I, I couldn't tell you, but it sure I looked a lot, don't know a lot why like it to me. Pick me to ask about the Hunger Games books. I thought you read them all. <laughs> I actually have. Well, I haven't even seen yeah. all the movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But it does seem very Hunger Games ish. <laughs> I don't but know. I'm, I'm, reser- I'm reserving judgment. Looks like good action, but I'm more I'm more excited to see Monkey Man. That looks like a better story. Mm-hmm. But, well, this one comes out April 26, but I think you're holding your excitement for your favorite director's upcoming movie, probably Eli so, Roth's yeah. Borderlands. <laughs> Oh, is that Eli Roth that I didn't realize? No, that's not Eli, is it? I saw his yep. name at the end of the credits, so okay. Eli Roth watched Guardians of the Galaxy and was offered to do this adaptation of Borderlands, and he jumped at the chance. It looked very Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and sounded with the throwback yeah. music. It's got a great cast. Uh, Kate it Blanchett, does. Kevin Hart, yeah. Jack Black, Edgar Ramirez, Ariana Greenblatt, which... Uh, People might reckon don't recognize her. She was young Ahsoka and young Gamar in Endgames. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She looks awesome uh, in this. Probably gonna pronounce his name wrong. Uh, Florian Mont- Montanu. Sure. Uh, Dra- Ivan Drago's son from Creed Two. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gina Gershon, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and he wasn't listed in the main credits, but I put him in there because I like his comedy. Uh, Bobby Lee. 
Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I saw a little <laughs> clip of Bobby Lee in there. I'm like, damn, I haven't oh, seen anything in a while. <laughs> We're going to save Lance for last since he feels like Eli Roth is a complete hack. Okay. <laughs> So, Bede, we're going to start with you. Yeah, well, I haven't played the Borderland game, so I'm pretty much a noob when it comes to that whole world of the game. But, yeah, I think it still looks a lot of fun. Like, it definitely has a lot of Guardian of the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy vibes, for sure. But, I do- but it definitely does intrigue me. And the fact that this is Eli Roth's probably biggest film to date in terms of budget has me very intrigued and and also and 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 it looks like the Kate Blanchett looks like she's having an absolute ball mm-hmm. in this film so yeah I, I'm definitely intrigued to check this one out Marcy uh well I actually haven't seen uh thank Thanksgiving uh yet so um I can't uh yeah say one thing or another based on that uh, but I have seen, obviously, Eli Roth's other films. I don't mind Eli Roth at all as a filmmaker. I really, really liked uh, the the sort of more family-esque movie he did. I can't remember the name. With uh, the oh, House yeah. with, uh, with Clock, Clock as well. Oh, that's right. Yes, okay. that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And obviously he's reuniting with some of that cast uh as well but this just looked like big silly fun i am not attached to the games i haven't played them i'm only just more aware of some of the visuals of it but uh again i will go into it and just see it for what it is it's not going to be in my mind about uh if it's like the video game because again i haven't played it and i try not to do that anyway and just try and judge something for what it is but yeah uh i think it look i think i'll probably enjoy it so yeah uh yeah i i i have played the video game a little bit but not enough to really know like any lore behind it or Mm. anything i just sort of recognize a couple of the characters and stuff um i it it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and hopefully it's going to be i you know what hopefully it is guardians of the galaxy ish and it'll Mm be uh pretty awesome that's that's where I'm hoping this goes, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what B said. Uh, Kate Blanchett looks like she's just mm-hmm. having a ball playing this role. And I think everybody else also is. And then you got Jack Black doing a, a voice role. And I think he does great voice work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. he is riding <laughs> high off of Mario right now. <laughs> yeah. As he should be. He was yeah. awesome as Bowser. He was pretty awesome yes. as Bowser. <laughs> And unlike my co-host, uh, I do like Eli Ross movies. So, Lance, how much did you hate this trailer once you saw Eli Ross' name pop up? I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> I what mean, happened, come on. What happened to Lance? This is not the Lance I know. <laughs> oh, think about it though. You get this cast together, and obviously they've given an, given him an unlimited budget which helps a lot, but I mean, it looked really pretty, like lots of great eye candy, really good special effects, looked like a decent mix of CGI and practical, you know, I'm, I might be wrong, we get in there and it's literally all CGI, like it looks like a 
Super Mario's game or something like you stepped into well, a video game, which know is part how much of what practicals you can do with this movie. I know, I know, and that's kind of part of what they're going for, right? Because it is based on a video game. But I, you know, I've I've dabbled with a few of the the versions of the game, and it's fun. It's kind of like a, you know, post-apocalyptic wasteland. I, the girl with the, I guess she was wearing like rabbit ears or something like that. Yeah. I kind of got a. Fortnite vibe, Philip. <laughs> you know yeah, how they wear all those skins and. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Overall, I'm 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 gonna go see it. Eli's gonna get my money on this one because they they definitely got me with this trailer and you can't go wrong with Kate Blanchett hamming it up, right? I mean, wow. <laughs> she's like doing her absolute level best to do a um you know kind of like an underworld redo where she's the super sexy, super hot female action star. So. I'm looking forward to it. What can I say? And she's wow. pulled straight from that... Thor Ragnarok, man. She's bad. That's right. That, one. <laughs> that surprised me, Lance. Yeah, not too I'm... long ago, you were saying Eli should just quit the business. Well, I didn't. I'm not sold yet, <laughs> but I'll I'll go watch it for sure. And I'll and right. Brian, you better believe I'll watch it on the big D at the movie theater here. So yeah. <laughs> that's where you can feel it in your seat. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the Dickless Dickless Cage. Well, don't right. forget to bring your Dickless Cage when you go. Oh, never! I'm not leaving home without it. Now that I've seen it, <laughs> I hope it's got a remote control. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just kind of goes off and doesn't stop. <laughs> just walks Boy. around the house casually. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'm Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Borderlands comes out August 9th. Okay. And that's it for the trailers. All right. I guess that means it is time for listener feedback. I always forget for a second. Uh, This week, (laughs) we're going to shine the podcast spotlight on Double Feature Podcast. Uh, Double Feature Podcast is a weekly podcast hosted by identical twin sisters Kira and Meka. Uh, in which the two discuss varied topics in film. Listeners can expel, uh, expect film reviews, actor spotlights, chats with special guests, and other random tidbits. So check it out. Oh, double feature podcast. Du- yeah. Double feature and they're twins. I get it. Twins, Basil. <laughs> uh, Katie Yonder uh, did just send us a screener uh, of the film Wendigo. So we're going to check that out. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, that thanks for letting awesome. us know, Lance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Gmail account. Sorry. <laughs> ne- I think Nez has already seen it. <laughs> um, and we had a few posts in the Facebook uh, page uh, go viral. Oh, wow. Uh, while we cannot cover all the listener feedback, we have handpicked a few comments. Uh, Mike J. Marin says, I'm excited to announce uh, that producer Isaac Trimble and I are directing and producing a documentary about uh, Hintel Ku Ka. Uh, Native American Child Developmental Program, uh, development program in Oakland, California. We're filming our interviewees this week, so looking forward to hearing their stories. Uh, thank you to everyone involved. You are the first voice. Very nice. Yeah, so support friend. independent filmmakers. Yeah, he's badass. Uh, Brian posted a picture of the crew near the helicopter for the thing 1992. Uh, 1992. <laughs> who who writes this shit? <laughs> Ted, Ted is too late on that photo. Yeah. 
so far we have uh, 13,000 reactions and 529 comments, and here are a few. Uh, and you give me the guy's name that has accents all over the fucking place. Ray Horror Krylicek? I don't know. Uh, great movie, but when I look at the staff <laughs> of this polar research station, what kind it of scientist... say we handpicked, we handpicked them, right? So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what kind of scientists are they and in what fields? To me, it looks like they were camping rather than doing any research. And flamethrowers are a common part of polar expeditions? Well, yeah, dude, there's a lot of ice. <laughs> I was about to say, how much ice is there? How are you going to stay warm? Hello. Plus, they're flamethrowers. I'd take them. Yeah. It's an action uh, movie. They know what they're getting into. William Howerton says, uh, one of the best horror films made ranks up there with Alien. Yes, it does. Good call. Uh, Elizabeth Van Kirk Dory says, uh, good movie. I've seen it several times. The remake is boring. <laughs> the 1992 remake, Bede? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the remake didn't really kill it. I, although, I don't know, even it, it was sort of a different timeline and the same thing. It was like a prequel. Right. Kind of a prequel, it was a prequel wasn't it? yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a little bored. Um, Dar- Darren Burke says, uh, what a nice group of friends. I hope that nothing happens to them. Nothing happens to them. Get it? Huh? All right. <laughs> uh, Wendy Powell Younger says, uh, one of my all-time favorite scariest shit. Uh, Guy Freeman says, uh, Kurt Russell wearing that sombrero as he heads to the helicopter. Too cool, this guy. <laughs> uh, Linda Lou, the original 1951 movie, could never be beat. Oh, hmm. I've watched the remake, and I still may have to go back to the 1951 black and white, my absolute favorite. I don't know that I've ever actually seen that. It's it's good for what it is. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's free on Tubi. Oh, there you go. To be fair. Dude, Tubi's got all kinds of shit. No shit. <laughs> Tubi is the new crack. How, how are you two not sponsored by Tubi? No kidding. <laughs> well... Yet the keyword is yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully one day. To be if you're listening. Exactly. Uh, like it's a dude. Uh, Jane Wilson uh, says, uh, "Watch this on pay per view back when it came out. Remember you had to call the phone number and order the movies, and then they'd add it to the cost of your bill." Is Those like were the days. One hundred and fifty-seven dollars. <laughs> What's this charge? <laughs> Uh, Karen Frost Klug says, uh, my youngest son works in Antarctica at the U.S. Science Station at McMurdo. He's a carpenter. Huh. How can they do that if Antarctica is an ice wall? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John Masuya says, uh, my number one all-time favorite horror film. Uh, I wish someone would create a seasonal series based on the story. I can't get enough of the plot. Brian, get on that. Yeah. Seasonal we'll series. So the alien only comes back every season? <laughs> Just when it's cold. <laughs> they don't like water. Haven't you ever seen signs? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tim Chesterton says, uh, The Thing 1982 was technically a sequel from the original, but it didn't fit, so they made a prequel around the 2000s that fit better with the 1982 one, which was 
kind of garbage. Yeah, uh, it's sad that they they had practicals all made for that movie, and then the mm-hmm. studio is like, no, CGI. Ah, uh, that's, that's happened. Mm. Um, Greg Roll says, uh, awesome cast. Always love Keith David and, of course, Kurt Russell. True. Keith David's best movie for sure. I don't know about that. <laughs> it it lives is pretty good. True. But did he use a flamethrower? No. But he did use sunglasses. Although he didn't want to put them on, Brian. And he also fought uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Let's yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's Which was pretty great. Yeah, you you win. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Terry Kevin Bain says, uh, wow, that one scared the crap out of me. Um, invasion of the body snatchers meets alien. Wow. Indeed. Um, Steve Owell says, uh, with the prequel, it's a shame they didn't go for the practical FX, uh, as, as the high ups wanted a CGI. Um, if they stuck with the practical kept in the alien pilot instead of the ridiculous Tetris CGI overlay, this would have been a classic PS. Why they changed the ship being uncovered by the heat of the engines from uncovering it by the Norwegian team with the thermite is beyond me and ruin the continuity. So there's also that. And uh, Brian also picked, uh, posted a pic of Adrian Barbeau from the set of Creepshow that got a lot of traction. Of course it did. <laughs> um, Archie Callis says, I will always love Adrian Barbeau. Uh, David Beelan says, also loved her as a young man and still do. Uh, Rich Eugene Cole says, uh, oh, Rich Eugene Cole. Oh, I don't know. Harry, if you ever touch me again, you'll be wearing your balls as earrings. LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Warren Jackson says, I absolutely love that movie. That particular tale was the best. Um, Lola White says, creep show, very entertaining and funny with a great cast. And Stephen Cushman says this is the best part of Creep Show. Uh, he got his birthday cake and then her head on a platter. <laughs> and re- regarding the up- some upcoming Godzilla X Kong, um, Al Ramser says I'll be watching. We'll be and, watching you, Al, Al Ramser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're always watching. Uh, but that's it for listener feedback. Don't let that creep you up. Um, our show intro and all of our new logos come from Steve Carlton from the Geeks with a Z. Be on the lookout for some more great stuff from him. And, of course, uh, Natsulani does our original skull artwork. Check her out on Instagram. And if you'd like to help us out, please consider becoming a Patreon patron. Uh, really helps out, and we'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount. And for $5 or more a month, also pick commentary for a future bonus show. You can come on with us and talk to us about it. It'd be great. Just, just don't make it Ricky O, because we might forget to hit record. Uh, <laughs> that happens. That one Plus wasn't terrible be- to watch twice, though. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. If you're going to watch a movie twice, Speed. Exactly. Even if I'm not there for it, and it, it was lost to the adults of time. <laughs> lost some good jokes on that one, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to our featured attractions. This week we head to New Zealand to cover Bad Taste as well as Housebound. Uh, we haven't done Housebound? 
I don't know. I'm I'm working on the spreadsheet. <laughs> I know we've talked about One it. One of us needs but to. We may not have actually covered. Uh, Lance, I already already started it. It's, oh, it's thank coming. God. Thank God. Okay. But I'm almost 100% sure we haven't done this one. Okay. But I but I am almost 100% sure we've done some New Zealand films before. Because didn't we do what we do in the shadows? I don't know. Oh, My memory is not what it used to be. That sounds familiar. Well, we'll start out with uh, Peter Jackson, 1987, Bad Taste. Frank. population of a small town disappears and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh from their for their intergalactic fast food chain is that <laughs> sure <laughs> um director and writer is peter jackson also known for all kinds of shit including the lord of the rings trilogy as you may have known uh peter jackson made all the latex masks in his mother's kitchen <laughs> and it shows um he as he frequently used her oven uh, to harden the latex, his family was forced to have sausages for dinner. <laughs> uh, during a scene where Derek van, where Derek's van swerves off the road and runs over one of the aliens, Ken Hammond sat on the hood of the van because they weren't able to buy a camera mount for the hood. Uh, Sir Peter Jackson was driving. Uh, but neither neither noticed the tree stump hidden in the tall grass. Uh-oh. The van stopped immediately from high speed, launching Ken and the camera into the air. Uh, amazingly, both Hammond and the camera came out fine, but the former said, uh, we ain't doing that one again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, early Peter Jackson, bad taste. Marcy, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I guess I rewatched it the other day and I hadn't seen it since I don't know it's been at least 10 years but I did first see this on VHS and seeing it on VHS kind of works because it hides <laughs> a lot of the amateurish stuff from a very cheap production but uh-huh. there is something really fun and enjoyable about the film like I I think Peter Jack, like Peter Jackson, you could see there was so much talent there, but you could also see this was a bit of a labor of love as well. And, uh, you know, obviously it's not Peter Jackson's best because he would certainly get better, but it is a, re- I think it's just a really fun little film that you can see was a passion project and you feel that, you feel like this is a film that had a lot of, passion behind it 
Uh, it is ridiculously silly. They have a lot of outlandish gore, and the the aliens. Are, it's a it's a memorable design. And while I think there are parts that don't quite work, like it can drag a little bit, mm-hmm. I think it's a really fun and enjoyable like debut film. It I I I can't really say anything like negative about it because I think it's just something that is kind of joyful for as ridiculous as it is. Yeah, I have a lot of fun with this film. This is my second time watching it for um so I mean I watched it for the first time a couple of years ago because it was one of Peter Jackson's earliest films and I've been wanting to see it forever. And even on the second watch, it is still absolutely entertaining. Like, I love the shabbiness of it all. And you could, like Marcy said, you can definitely tell that it was the spider kind of having kind of the similar kind of problems like a first-time filmmaker would have, especially for a film as ambitious as this one. It still has a lot of passion and it has a lot of energy to it. I mean, I forgot, like, how... Like, Peter Jackson uses so many interesting and unique camera angles throughout this mm. film, and you can definitely tell he was inspired by Sam Raby when it came to this film. And also, there are just so many sequences throughout this film that are just insane. Like, the scenes with Derek and the the Robert the alien, like, the, him kind of climbing down the sort of the ledge of the cliff. And I'm thinking, like, at any second... The, these that character's going to fall off. I mean, he does, but I mean, the what we have to sort of realize is that Peter Jackson plays both these roles in the film, and <laughs> and he's like interacting with himself throughout the course of these scenes. But at, at any moment, you think Peter Jackson's going to fall off of that cliff any moment? There's no nothing holding him from falling in these scenes. But, but depending but, on which angle they show it from, sometimes it's just yeah. Not- big hill (laughs) yeah exactly 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 but it is so but it is so fun the gore is completely outrageous it has so many Mm -hmm. very silly and over-the-top scenes and it's also just a really fun satire as well with the aliens and i love the fact that yes even the alien designs look very shabby as well but they kind of add to the film Mm. and i love the fact once the aliens basically (laughs) when they go into their full form and their hands and hair to get bigger and then all of a sudden like their ass is like pull like bursts out of their pants and all that as well when you have a large posterior that sticks out like you're always scared that it's just gonna be too much for your pants to handle Exactly, just, exactly. Just the individual butt cheeks popping through. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it it's just a really fun and entertaining film that I always have a good time watching. And and the fact that this film was shot over the course of four years, on and off over four years, like you wouldn't think it took that long to shoot a film like this. Like it feels very consistent in terms of its mm. filmmaking and story and even performances i know like reading like more on the film like like we said peter jackson plays the nerd derek of the human team and then robert the alien but the fact is like yeah he's acting across himself but from what i've read those scenes or at least those shots were done like years apart so 
which is just amazing in terms of the editing of this film. But I think it's just a lot of fun that, and it really is a good indicator of where Peter Jackson would go later on with his career, particularly when he made his master, like his early masterpiece, uh, Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive. All right. Uh, Brian, what'd you think? This movie is part horror, part sci-fi, part comedy. And part I, lo- <laughs> I loved every single minute of it. I thought the practicals were amazing. I just, just something about the, the way the film was made. And Derek, uh, was my favorite character. I don't know if the <laughs> purposely was going for this Harry Potter glasses <laughs> thing with the, with the scarf. And the scarf. <laughs> the, the stunt work was amazing because there was many times I'm just like, these actors are stunt people. Well, not, not even stunt people because it looked like some of the actors had to play multiple roles in it. Right. Yeah. Looked like they were going to get hurt any second filming this movie. And I just I just love that style of filmmaking that gorilla get it done with what we what we got. And yeah, a lot of fun. It was my first time watching it. And Marcy, my copy that I found on YouTube made it feel like it was watching a VHS. So <laughs> Yeah, uh the the copy I watched, yeah, it felt very VHS like. And I think that's kind of how you should watch a movie like this mm-hmm. because I know they're the long talked about like 4k restorations of the earlier films. Like yeah. that sounds great, but I don't know if that is going to take away from the experience. Yeah, it, it might. Cause I'm a big physical media collector and some of these 4ks for these like kind of lower budgeted movies, you kind of notice all the, the things you wouldn't really notice mm-hmm. before. But I'm probably still going to buy them anyways. (laughs) All right, Lance. I can't can't say that I really enjoyed this movie because I thought it was kind of silly. I mean, (laughs) you know what? That being said, though, I I definitely respect this movie. Not only for the, Brian, you mentioned the obvious nod to Harry Potter. I mean, you know the filmmakers saw this (laughs) when they came up with the way that character was going to look and dress and... You know, obviously Dis- Disney got got the idea for Up with the floating house from this movie. You know, the floating <laughs> house in which you can go into space and not need an oxygen tank it's for some spaceship. reason to breathe. So, ye- sure, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's a spaceship. I guess Lance obviously right. launched into space. <clears throat> okay, it launched into space, so it was a spaceship. So they had it all set up. I'll tell you what what really what really made me respect this movie a lot is that they. They were really going for it with the with the practical effects and the re- no CGI fire, Brian. No CGI fire. All real fire, real explosions. And for God's sake, guys, were they using an actual rocket launcher? Because it looked to me like they were. It it really looked to me like that was a real fucking rocket launcher. They and probably actually, can't say that they were. But they <laughs> I were. mean, they did a good, good job. And then you were telling telling us Philip about the. The camera work on the car, and I mean, these guys obviously had tons of passion for this, and I mean, it paid big big dividends for Peter Jackson, as as you guys mentioned, he was even knighted as a result of this film. So I can't hate it, <laughs> but I, but I didn't love it. <laughs> Let, let's leave it at that, Philip. Wait, because of this film? 
but we like oh, to imagine made, that it was. He's made oh. more. I thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the only film he'd made, Brian. Well, Meet the Feebles. That's right. <laughs> that was fun. Meet the Feebles. <laughs> uh this was this was right before that and uh yeah it's it's a wild ride i i'm i i mean i guess there's not a whole lot to the story which is good because they don't really explain it at all there's a reason for that i don't (laughs) think there was actually a script and they just worked off ideas that they had yeah it was like a bunch of action scenes and fake blood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the gu- the gunfire sounded real, too. I think they were using real guns. They probably were just popping holes in trees and I think so. filming it while they were doing it. That's why none of the extras were listed in the credits. Because they died? <laughs> they all died and went back to their... Uh, they died on the way back to their extras home planet. <laughs> like personally if i'm fighting aliens i would you know maybe try to aim and not waste all my ammo but <laughs> well you know <laughs> they're more of a shoot from the hip machine gun kind of kind of guys so i can respect that not everybody is obsessed with guns america <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm in Texas. I got a lot of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I I love the special effects. The whole brain falling out of the back of the dude's head, and <laughs> there are a lot of really cool just like shots with those yeah. just homemade effects. And like this film reminds me a lot of Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead, the original, because okay. it's like such a labor of love and you can see it's it's cheap but Mm -hmm. they put their passion into it and the the weird like dog like i'm being nice (laughs) uh like the gore effects i think are quite similar because they're just so over the top um and it's just it's fascinating to watch because it's like how did you come up with this for like such little money and all that and I, I, how can you not watch Bad Taste or even The Evil Dead for that matter and not feel like you want to make your own like made for nothing micro budget film? Because I, yeah. I feel more inspired than ever now. I have to do it. Yeah, this definitely was a, an Evil Dead inspired movie. I like the, the scene where he like falls off the cliff and then I, splats I, and I blood goes everywhere. Peter Jackson legit fell down the cliff. Yeah. For a <laughs> I was like, oh, he's he's that guy's not coming back. And then he does. But like every once in a while, a skull flap pops open and he's like ah, 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 until he closes it again. And then he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had a belt on his pants. Yeah. Well, and that piece of brain that he picked up and jammed back in there. Yeah, so that was that was pretty good. <laughs> it was uh, this was. um. Like, I want to say it lives in the so bad that it's good category, but it's not really even bad. It's just so insane that it's good <laughs> because it is definitely insane. It, I, had, I had a lot of fun on this one. <laughs> More than I expected. <laughs> All right. Scores. Marcy, uh, one to ten. What do you think? Uh, I'm trying to think of what I actually get. Yeah. Okay. All right, it's uh, I'm trying to get yeah, seven seven uh, out of ten um, splattered brains everywhere. 
Uh, it's yeah. like, like not only is it just ridiculously like fun, it's it's such a marvel of micro budget filmmaking and. I love that Peter Jackson just started like with this kind of film to make and then seriously like what 15 years later his Lord of the Rings like that's madness and it's it always shocks people when they only know Peter Jackson from that to be like watch this and it just blows them away because they don't expect it but it's yeah like people should see it it's it's quite notorious um just for how like gory and stuff it is but it's it's very fun you again you just want to go and make a movie after you watch it and it seems like kind of a special effects labor of love right like that Mm -hmm. that was what he was focused on at that point in time Mm -hmm. and so i think um all the movie was about yeah well i think this is pretty much where his company Weta started on so that's his special yeah so this was like the first project they worked on so and they would become big special effects giants in the future as well (laughs) score i'm gonna give this one eight out of ten i think it's a lot of fun and i just have a ball with it every time i watch it it is very silly it is very over the top and i mean you can't go wrong with basically the whole subplot is peter jackson's character trying to put his brains back into his head after (laughs) (laughs) and then eventually starting to put alien brains into his head as well so i mean if you can't get behind something like that then i don't i don't know what not i'm sorry (laughs) i don't know what will but uh yeah it's a lot of fun so eight out of ten for me well and we never even mentioned the like coming from the ceiling with the chainsaw into the yes and then like birthing himself out the aliens hindquarters Mm -hmm. with the chainsaw (laughs) and then wearing the skin suit it was great (laughs) oh it was amazing that was amazing if that description sounds insane to you uh watch this movie (laughs) fair enough uh brian what do you think this is right up my alley this is an easy (laughs) eight out of ten for me and i want to see a sequel where Derek returns from wherever the, the house is spinning at, because I want to see what the effects of putting the alien brain in his head. Cause you guys remember when he puts it in his head, the one alien scene in was like, Oh shit. <laughs> no, no payoff to that though. Huh? So we need a sequel. Well, he called somebody I mean, on the phone. I mean, you could, you could argue district nine kind of shows you what might've happened, even though oh, it's a little go. bit different. <laughs> Back to Charlotte Copley. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lance. Uh, it, it's it's a six. It's uh, it it's above the it's above the mid the midwater mark for sure. But uh, yeah, like I said, for for them to put this much love into it, that that means a lot. And then the the little story about the aliens with the fast food thing going on that kind of reminded me a little bit of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That you know they were gonna disseminate Earth just simply because it was in the way of where they wanted to build an intergalactic highway. So. You know, kind of like you know, you puny humans. We're we're here to eat you. <laughs> so it's it's a good subplot. Uh, I I enjoyed that. So six six on ten. And as long as you bring your towel. Uh, I'm gonna go six also. I think. Um, I had a lot. I had a lot of fun with this one. I liked it more than Meet the Peoples. I think. Um, 
I mean, is it better than Lord of the Rings? No, but <laughs> it's fun to see where those guys started, you know? So I had a pretty good time with it. All right. So it sounds like we all recommend that guy. And this was the first time watch for me. So uh, go check it out if you haven't seen it. And we'll move on to Hellbound from 2000. Housebound. Housebound. That's right. <laughs> From 2014. Your client has been through a number of these treatment programs in the past, and the results have been less than spectacular. Miss <laughs> Bucknell is in need of stability. I'm therefore ordering an urgent report into the suitability of a mother's house for a sentence of eight months home detention. That's high tech, isn't it? Aren't you lucky, Kylie, having all that fancy technology on your foot? Nice being back home. Some things have happened since I've been here. Um, a young woman is forced to return to her childhood home after being placed under house arrest, uh, where she suspects that something evil may be lurking. Uh, director and writer is Gerard Johnston, um, also known, or John Stone, actually. Also known for Mithrigan and uh, New Legends of Monkey TV show. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, the location of the house is a little bit of a mystery. Uh, the characters say they are on the Twin Coast Highway, uh, which means they are somewhere north of Auckland. But the library books show a, a postcode of 4702 which is most much further south in Fielding. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it won the Fresh Blood <clears throat> Audience Award in 2014 at uh, Germany's Fantasy Film Festival. Um, Marcy, what did you think about Housebound? Yeah, this was my second time watching it. I think I first watched it for 31 Days of Horror a few years ago. And I had a great time. Yeah. Uh, I had a great time re-watching it. Like, I kind of remembered bits of it, but um, some things, like, I totally forgot happened. And it, I think it's just a really fun and interesting film. And I like that it's... It kind of yeah, it gives you the house, which is sort of another character, but mm -hmm. the the main character is kind of stuck there because of being under like uh, house arrest with the ankle monitor. But then it's like, oh, all these spooky things happen at the house and blah blah blah. But then you find out like that's not quite what it is; it's something else. And there's a whole murder plot thrown in there, and it, it's almost daunting. Like, oh, okay, there's almost two hours, but you don't feel like it's almost two hours. The movie has the right blend of like horror elements but comedy elements yeah. as well and i think all the performances just really fit with the film and i love the character of um amos he was just i don't know he just brought everything to it and once they the kind of play guy? up yeah once they yeah, play like... up the supernatural <laughs> stuff and he's all on board with it and uh, it, it's just a fun time, and the, like it's free on Tubi right now. I watched it on Tubi. I, <laughs> to be I fair, didn't even. To be fair, to be fair I to didn't be fair. get. I didn't even get any ads. How good was that? Wow, amazing! 
uh, I it's a it's a really good time uh, with this film, and I, I feel like there's something in in something in the air, or it could be the sheep. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> New Zealand filmmakers are just really good at uh, having really entertaining horror comedies. And I mentioned Black Sheep earlier, which is another good example. And this, it just blends everything so well. And I just really like it. I'm not, uh, I'm not surprised to see um, the filmmaker like, like I didn't, I don't think I realized when I saw Mithrigan that it was that same person. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm like, it makes a lot of sense. There's so much talent there. Um, I really enjoy it. I, I just think it's great. And shout out to the lead actress who used to star on my favorite soap opera, the Australian classic Neighbors. Oh, look <laughs> out. <laughs> uh Bede, what do you think oh i love this movie i absolutely love this movie i saw it um when it played at the melbourne international film festival 10 years ago this year so and oh, wow. i kind of went on to went and saw that on a whim because i thought okay plot sounds interesting you know a haunted house story where our main character is under house arrest so i thought okay that's a and she has to live with her mother and her stepdad as well so i thought that sounded pretty interesting and then when i went and saw it yeah i was just laughing my ass off and it is a very clever and smart haunted house film i always kind of don't want to give too much away because there, it goes in directions that you don't expect that are actually quite surprising and also the performances are all great. I do love Morgana O'Reilly as the lead, but I also love her relationship with uh, Rima T. Wiata, who plays her mum. And I remember her because she used to be on a sketch comedy show here in Australia back in the early 90s called Full Frontal. That's where I recognised her from. Okay. And it's just a really fun film that kind of plays up and subverts your expectations when it comes mm. to the Haunted House films. And there's just so many funny moments there is a scene in this film involving uh a knife <laughs> with uh with amos and uh one of the and the film's villain that i can't I, when that scene happened i legit fell out of my chair because it was so simple in how <laughs> it was delivered but it was like one of those things like why hasn't anyone ever thought about doing this joke it killed me while i was watching it yeah so so, yeah, Housebound, I absolutely love it. It's just a great, smart uh, horror comedy. Mm. All right. Brian, what do you think? I agree with everything everybody said so far. This is a fun horror comedy. My favorite part of this movie is the characters. I love mm. everybody in it. I thought everybody did what they needed to do for their roles. Um, and the neighbor guy. Was Neighbors. Awesome. <laughs> Wasn't Margot Robbie on Neighbors? Uh, yes, she was. Else? Oh, See, okay, I, okay. I, I, I know my stuff. I know my stuff. <laughs> yes, she was. Sorry, <laughs> I was you talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also love the aspect that like B brought up. Like, you don't know if it, the house is haunted. You don't know if something somebody's breaking in. You know, one character believes this, another character believes that, and. Uh, I, I think this is a better version of what they tried to do in, what was it, The Boy? Mm. Yes. Yeah, well, pick your movie, right? Because they, they right. did this setup in many, many movies. It's sort of a genre all by itself a little bit. I, I tell you what, if you haven't seen the movie, go fucking watch it. 
and then come back and finish listening to us. We'll get into spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lance, what do you think? Uh, see, I don't want to get too much. More to go? I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to get too much into spoilers, you know. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, Fair enough. If some spoilers come up, they do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this movie started out, first of all, I absolutely fucking hated the main character at first because I'm like, this what? narcissistic bitch. Oh, yeah. She's, she's going to get probably dr- money to get drugs, right? So she can, you know, do her junkie things that these evil junkies do because they just well, want to fuck with everybody. Uh, that's a stretch. Cause Is it she, a stretch? Wouldn't what, she be having tendencies throughout the movie? That's probably a fair mm, a fair point. point. That's probably a fair point. But, I mean, look, she starts out literally, you know, trying to take a an ATM take a part of the team actually she's with a guy who's an idiot yeah. so he's fucking with it he can't figure it out in she America, reaches right it's into the it meth heads that cherry bomb fucking atm <laughs> yeah i think that's the point is they're supposed to be like you know drug addicts and yeah. you know obviously they're they're on camera and the guy <laughs> knocks himself out before he can even do anything like what and then, of course, but she, you're going to get caught was, when your car fucks up. Because she was the smart plan one. But, for these things. But she, she was smart. smart she had drug his ass to the car before she blew it up. <laughs> if you were smart, you would have made sure your car worked. You would have had a backup. You would have taken a bicycle. Come on. This is not. Well, it's not how you commit crimes, people. You're bound what? to get caught. Do what, Brian? Two things. What are the laws in New Zealand? Because they stole an entire atm money box and she all she got was probation and an ankle I, I think i think it was ba- like as the movie logic goes i think it was based uh-huh. on her past history and that okay the the judge ruling in it is that it was drug fueled and uh, she needs to be looked after because drug programs don't work i think that was oh. the thinking and okay. obviously hmm. if she fucked up she would be put in uh prison but uh, I don't think you could argue she fucked up because of what happens in this movie <laughs> without spoilers. Yes. Remember I and, said I've been watching a lot of body cam videos lately? Yeah. Uh-huh. None of those motherfuckers go to prison. It's all just uh, <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> look, at least at the beginning, she, she knew what she was doing, right? Because the guy hit himself in the head and got knocked out. And she, like, cracks it open, grabs the money box, and runs, right? And it's not mm. her fault that the car wouldn't start. But at oh, least actually, that, the the car got hung up on the the speed bump. That's what oh my the problem god. was. How did that? Oh my that? god, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> see, there's details. I, I need to see this movie yet again because there's more details. Well, that see, I you should if you if you're you're not a smart criminal if you don't prepare for everything that could happen. Any any eventuality, huh? What was wrong with her feet? She couldn't get out the car and run. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, why are you gonna sit there and yell "fuck"? I mean, she didn't. Run. <laughs> she ran. We probably wouldn't have a movie. So, well, Never see, mind. it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> well, like maybe. we could run, but the other guys left right. behind. So either way, she's fucked. Yeah, they were. Yeah, because you know he's gonna she's, she's not running away yeah. from that. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah, fair enough. I just, I, but so that opening scene made me n- number one hater, but number two realized she's pretty fucking cunning. She's pretty smart, right? Because yeah. she could mm-hmm. figure it out where he hit himself in the head so now she gets into this situation which is rear window you know click 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 all these other movies right that that have the same basic premise where you're trapped inside of a house da 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 house arrest i was like ah okay this is going to be yet another of those movies 
And then I'm like, okay, all right, so there may be something supernatural, and her probation officer just happens to be an amateur, and might add, very amateur <laughs> ghost hunter, <laughs> right? So but that's also a great very setup. Hilarious. It, very hilarious. <laughs> and that's a and that's a great setup, right? They could have ended it there. They could have made the house haunted. They could have given them their misadventures, and it would have all been fun. But no. This incredibly clever writer that made this film decided we're going to give a twist. And then after that twist, and you think, you know, it's this, I'm going to give you another twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after they get into the neighbor and you think, oh, there's the bad guy. Nope. Going to give you another twist. So yeah. this was just brilliant. I mean, this is like one of the better movies that I've seen in, in quite a while. Watched it twice. This is probably one that I'll buy so I can watch over and over again. Or shout out, Marcy. Watch it on Tubi. Tubi. Tubi, Tubi. Hashtag Tubi. Yes, great, great film. I loved every minute of it. And I loved her development. All the characters developed. Her and her mom's relationship from where it started at the beginning of the film to where it ended in the last scene. I I literally had some tears. So it was uh, just a brilliant film. I I loved it. I loved all the twists. I don't want to go into them. But, Philip, if if you're inclined, go for it, man. Uh, yeah, man, I, I kind of feel the same way as you guys are saying about it. Like it was, it was sort of just another haunted movie in that specific genre, but then it makes a name for itself all on its own, which is, which is cool. And I kind of love every second of it. Like it, it. There's there's not a whole lot of down moments in this movie. Uh, my 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 only like plot holes that I really can point out were when the uh, security guy was like hanging out with the cops and the psychiatrist talking to her, and she's telling them what she thinks is really happening, which is what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And then he is just fucking stone cold quiet, even though he knows what's happening. Uh, he said he didn't want to lose his job. I guess it, it, it was a, that was that was a weird moment for me. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and so that was that that was the only problem when they like didn't believe her, and it was a little frustrating. pretty obvious that the, yeah, it was it was a little frustrating because it was pretty obvious that that's what was happening, and there were it was not just one person that knew that. Well, I think they they played up the fact that she's had a troubled past and she's yeah. not trustworthy. So, well, and oh, yeah, I, for sure, yeah, I can for agree sure. with them not believing her. That makes sense, but that dude knew it, and I'm like, what the? Why are you even in this scene if you're not going to fucking speak up? Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, aside aside from that, I I I love the real bad guy in the movie. Uh, he he did pretty well. Um. Uh, probably a lot of opportunities to take him out that weren't taken advantage of, as in and yeah, and they did horror they, movie. Hey, at least they didn't worry about killing people, right? Because they definitely yeah. killed some people off that I thought were going to make it. That's true. And the <laughs> uh, the final kill shot there was 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 pretty awesome. That yeah. was, <laughs> that was it's that insane and it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. That, it's um, a very it's a very like. Peter Jackson esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a really, a really clever, like basic horror movie that threw some comedy into it mm-hmm. and a few twists that you didn't really see coming. 
that uh, that made it kind of great. Like I loved it. It, I, and this is the second time I've watched it, and the, the first time I watched it, it was fucking fantastic too, man. This is a great movie. If you've never seen Housebound, go watch it right now. Totally it's worth. Free it. on TV. Don't yeah. don't wait don't wait for the American remake because you know it's coming, Bead. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, it'll be retitled Hellbound in Star Trek. Yes, Rise. exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scores. Super Marcy, what do you think? Uh, eight out of ten. I don't think I'm gonna go stay at that house for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, well, nobody look, knows it, where it is. I mean, we oh, don't know where true. it is. So that's if true. I get invited, yeah. I don't, I don't probably can't find it. But uh, it's such a, it's such a great movie. It's so well done. It, everything about it just works really well. It's very enjoyable. Please watch it. Uh, yeah, I, I I will be the Australian who is supportive of their New Zealand neighbours, and I will say please check out uh, New Zealand uh, genre films. They are so worth your time, and right. I I have such an appreciation for uh, what what New Zealand does with their horror. It's uh it's the, it's its own thing, just like I mm-hmm. think uh, a lot of places have their own thing, but it's certainly. Brilliant. Yeah, it's so. I think it's underrated. Uh, personally, I think more people should check it out. Like you could argue, maybe it's not underrated. I don't know, but yeah, watch this movie. It's free on Tubi. I'm gonna shut up about Tubi now. Done. Pete, <laughs> right. what do you think? Well, I'm gonna give this nine out of stop starting pissing scene uh, out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I lo- it's like that, all right? Which was also like, a fantastic scene. <laughs> it was like, did I hear a noise? Okay, keep pig. Wait, did I hear another noise? Start again. <laughs> and it goes on and on, and it's hilarious. Um, yeah, I think it, this is just a just a great film. Like, it's funny. It actually, when it does turn on the horror, it can be actually creepy as well because it finds that perfect balance mm-hmm. between comedy and horror. And it's just really smart. It has it subverts expectations. It has a lot of great turns within the story. And like Marcy says, like New Zealand just knows how to make these type of films work really mm. well. When it comes to the horror comedy market, New Zealand just knows how to perfectly make them between this film and also Bad Taste we talked about before, but also uh, Brain Dead, Black Sheep, and many others. Like they just know how to make a good horror comedy that is always a lot of fun. And so is this one too. And to me, this is definitely up there as one of the best from New Zealand in terms of their horror comedy. So yeah, it's a nine out of 10 for me. I love it so much. All right, Brian. I'll go right between you two and say eight and a half. Uh, This is my third time watching it. And I feel like, I get more out of it every time I watch it. And yeah, great horror comedy. The okay. speed bump. <laughs> I've totally missed the speed bump. <laughs> there it was. Uh, Lance, what do you think? Uh, nine plot twist out of 10. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh yeah, I'm I I think I'm gonna go nine also, man. I think this was a a, a pretty fantastic movie. I, it 
it stands out among the uh, horror comedy genre because it's not like blatant comedy. Yeah, it's, it's not slapstick, mm. right? It's yeah, very it's, yeah, it's 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 very dry comedy. It works in this movie, at least. I like it. All right. All right. That's it. Pete and Marcy, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find all of our podcasts uh, and home of the Super Network at supermarcy.com. Uh, all our shows are on there. You can find the posts if you want to listen to one of the podcasts that we do and not via the website. It's on all your podcast streaming platforms and you can find the Super Network on socials and follow us. And, uh, yeah, you can do the same for After Dark Super Marcy. Just look it up. Find me on socials. Find find me on the uh, uh, the podcasting platforms, and uh, I am generally super Marcy on all the social platforms. I am super underscore Marcy at on Letterboxd, and you can see what weird shit I watch and what uh, you can guess about <laughs> what I am potentially watching for a podcast or not. So, yeah, check all of that out, and uh, yeah, nice. And uh, nice. if people would have. Want to provide me personally? They can find me on Twitter, Blue Sky, and Letterboxd under Bead and Jemide, so I'm easily found on those social media platforms. And of course, you can find all my work and all the other podcasts that I co-host with Super Marcy on both the supermarcy.com and as well as the Super Network and all podcast streamers everywhere. But if you also want to check out my solo show, Bead vs. the Living Dead, and its spinoff, Bead and Steve vs. Camp Crystal Lake. You can listen to that on all podcast streamers everywhere via the Bead vs. Sorry, Bead vs. TLD on Twitter and Blue Sky, and Bead vs. the Living Dead on Facebook. All right, all right. Appreciate you guys coming by, and um, as always, we want to th- thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Uh, shit, you guys know where to find us. <laughs> Email us. Go to Facebook, etc. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing another entry into our look into exploitation films with... Am I going to pronounce this right? Giallo? Giallo. Yes. Giallo. Okay, cool. Giallo. Um, but we got a special guest. You guys all know him. You all love him. This dude does more to promote independent podcasters than anyone I know. And that is Don Anelli. He's going to be joining us uh, next week to talk these movies. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Brian, we've got, is this a coincidence? Bird with the crystal plumage and don't torture a duckling. They're both like bird related or what? They actually don't involve birds whatsoever. I I am a big fan of both of those films and I'm very offended I'm not on that episode, but I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) we had had to squeeze don in for all he does so you know (laughs) yes that's fine but just saying i'm italian that actually fits (laughs) (laughs) so yes (laughs) yes marcy we're on a podcast about new zealand films and we're not even (laughs) i'm trying to help them do the right thing you know (laughs) We know, we know. <laughs> but anyway, so all right. Continue. Uh, hey, as, as long as long as these aren't along the lines of bird demic, I think we're okay. Oh, I <laughs> no, not at all. They're um, if if you've seen Jalos, that the titles uh don't really reflect uh, certain things in the film. So, um, 
you have well the oh my god i'm forgetting the names lucio fulci and mm-hmm. dario argento so i think you'll be fine those are the big the big names right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right looking forward to that uh so brian until the horror returns again good night